And it may be, like I said, it may be for some people in here, it may not be for some people in here, it may not be. But it needs to be said to the atmosphere because it's freeing. Amen? Amen. And so um, we did the confessions. Let's pray and then I'm going to get started. God, we thank you this morning. I thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak. I thank you for trusting me with information. I thank you for making me who I am. Uh, for making me different, for sending me home from church crying because they wouldn't let me be in the preacher club. I appreciate that so much now, and I understand it later. It hurt back then, but I understand it right now. And I thank you, God, that you love me through my tears when I went home uh, them days, and they wouldn't let me in the preacher club, even though I had my suit on like they had their suits on. They wouldn't let me be a part of them. And God, it hurt me really bad back then. But later on, I began to see that there was a greater need in places that the preachers would not go. And Lord, you trusted me to go these places. And you trusted me, you trust me now to say things. You sent me to Cleveland. When again, people would say, ah, that church, that church kills pastor, that place is, ain't gonna do nothing out there. But we all see something great. All of us are experiencing the miraculous in Cleveland. All of them hated it enough to us. It's been a tremendous source of blessing. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we just thank you, God, that you hide stuff away. Sometimes, God, you put giants in front of our stuff. And it's not to keep us out, but it's to keep the other people out. And so we just thank you, God, that you give us the grace to knock down the giants that stand in front of the things that belong to us. And, God, today, I thank you, Lord, that I perceive that you're taking this church into a place of prosperity. And I'm not just talking about cross-church uh, 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 Cleveland Incorporated. I'm talking about the members and the family thereof. Yes. Because Cross Church Cleveland Incorporated could not be, uh, prosperous without prosperous people in it. Yes. And so I just thank you, Lord, that today I believe you've given me a word for all that will receive that will break the backs of lack in their life forevermore this yes. morning. And I thank you, God, that hearts be open to receive. Even the way you gave it to me to deliver it, the way you've given it to me to title it, that God, you open up hearts and let them get past that and receive the word that I'm going to speak as a word from you this morning. Yes, God, I pray that you help me to deliver the word, that you quicken my speech, you quicken my heart, you quicken my mind. Holy Spirit, flow through me and speak to your people the way you need to speak to your people this morning. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Y'all can be seated. We went we went over to uh, Ryan's and Felicia's last night. We had I looked around. I said, "Oh, we got you know a good number of staff in the restaurant. I need to go down there. We're not going to be able. To, it's going to be difficult for us to go tomorrow. We got a team going tomorrow. We need to go right now." And so we went uh, we went down to visit with them and to pray with them. Uh, and, I, and I know they know we love them, uh, but it's, it's just what it is. I, I wanted to go down there, and um, so we got down there and we saw, and, they, and uh, Pastor Amelia uh, was already there, and Sister Angela was there, and uh, showing support, took them some food, and uh, you know, so we got down there. It was a great blessing. I already have them there, and they had stories already of the way God's already been blessing them. And stuff, stuff God's already doing. The neighbors are bringing food over to neighborhood people and they, and he one, been a one man band over there the first day and got more done by himself than people who had 10 plus people in there uh, over there helping him out. And just God had already moved over there. So it was, it was amazing. It was, it was a blessing. 
don't let me forget to tell a story about what happened over here too. Right? It's not right now, but don't let me forget. Uh, so it was amazing. It was a blessing. So we, we, we were in there and we were sitting down and we were sharing with them, uh, or they were sharing with us about some of the stuff that they, Felicia was sharing in, in, in specifically about this one sink that she wanted to put in the house. And so she said, well, I wanted to put this, what do you call it, above the counter? Farmhouse. She wants to put a farmhouse sink in there. And so we, we, we were already planning we wanted to put this farmhouse sink, but it was going to cost a bunch of money and this and that and the other. And uh, so it uh, turned out they got to rip out the counters, right? They got, they got to rip it out and replace it anyway. And so we were rejoicing because, well, here it is. It looked like you can get the farmhouse sink now, <laughs> right? It looked like you can get the farmhouse sink. And so just a number of things in there, uh, you know, that they'll get the upgrade, but not just them, but other people uh, will get the upgrade in these situations. Now, if you've never been over to uh, their house, they got a nice house in a nice neighborhood, right? Nice two-story house. Just let me ride. Just let me ride. All right? I'm going somewhere. They're not going to use y'all this morning to break some stuff off some folks. So they, so they got a nice house. Uh, nice neighborhood, uh, two story, just, it's beautiful. They decorated it beautiful and this and that and the other. And so you go over there and you, and you sit down and you, you, you know, if one began to talk about, we're in this generous giving, uh, uh, series campaign, right? We, one begins to talk about the blessing of God. And then some people would, would automatically say, <clears throat> you know, why would you, uh, to be talking about the blessing of God at a time when there are so many people that are suffering, right? That's the logic of some folk. Why are you talking about the blessing of God when so many people are suffering? And then you talk about how nice the house they already got, and you talk about God gonna bless them on top of that. Come on now, <laughs> I'll put a farmhouse sink in there for her. <laughs> God gonna do that for her? Give her a farmhouse sink in there already? Living large. And I know that subdivision they live in, that's nice. Right? I seen the car she drives. It's nice. You tell my God gonna bless her? Some more? God ain't bless me. But he gonna bless them some more? See, see so the Lord began to show me something, Russ. I, I found the root. I found, see, you, you can't just cut the limbs off the thing, PB. You got to get to the root. The Lord told me to tell you that because you're stingy, that's been holding back your blessing. Now, it might not be y'all. Remember, I'm recording this, but I need to speak it into the atmosphere. The Lord says, because you're stingy, that's keeping your blessing back. And I'm going to tell you why. Stinginess ain't got nothing to do with being mean. It's got to do with the condition of the heart. He told me to use that word. Said because you're stingy, then holding back the blessing. Just stay with me for a little while. Do you understand that this situation with this flood, just like Harvey, even I believe even more so this time, there are people that got flooded in this situation that's gonna come out of this thing better than they went in the thing. They ain't the only ones going to get a new sink. They ain't the only ones, hopefully, they get a new car. Right? They ain't the only ones. 
You say, well, pastor, you know, again, what about me? Let me tell you something. I'm, I got to be John Avanzini today. Y'all remember John Avanzini? <laughs> Brother Cooper, you remember John Avanzini? Used to be on TBN, the economics man. He called everybody child of God. Child of God. I got to be John Avanzini today, child of God. Child of God, I want you to understand that the vehicle that you drive and the house that you live in is the one that you chose. It's the one you chose. Well, you say, Pastor, I live in the vehicle and the house that I, I live in and the, the, the vehicle I drive because that's the one I can afford. That, we can, tra- we can take that route back to the root of the problem. It's, stinginess is a, a result or an outcome of the, the development of your faith. You, the Bible says, according to your faith, be it unto you. So in one case, let's, let's go back to dealing with the stingy mindset. Stingy says, I won't give or I won't help because I don't feel like I'm going to have enough for myself. That's what Stingy said. Stingy said, I'm not going to break my hamburger in half. I don't know when I'm going to eat again. That's what Stingy say. Stingy say, I'm not going to give you this or give you that, whatever the case is, because I don't know when I'm going to have. So if, if we look at that being good students of Cross Church who understand about faith, that's the opposite of faith. Stingy is the opposite of faith. When I say I'm not going to give to you because I don't know if I'm going to have enough for me, what is the problem with that? You saying you don't know whether God going to take care of you or not. Right. Right. Right or wrong. You saying that, you know, I don't know whether God going to do it for me. That's why I'm not going to help you. Because I don't know what God going to do. He might not help me. When they pass the offering plate, I'm not fixing to get ridiculous with this giving because I don't know if God going to bring it back to me. And God say, that's the problem. Is that you're stingy. You're stingy equal fearful. Your stinginess is because you're afraid. You're afraid that God ain't going to give you what you need. And that's the thing that the back of that has to be broken. Listen, do you understand that God will give you anything that you ask for? Let's look at the mindset of the prodigal son brother. Look at his mindset. He got upset when the brother came. There was two brothers and one brother said, By faith, I believe I receive. Christ of three hundreds, sitting on twenty foes, apartments, gold jewelry, and mink coats. By faith. Give it to me. And I'm going to the strip club. Uh-oh. I'm going to blow all the money. Now you say, Pastor, can he do that by faith? What I'm saying is, he asked the father for what he wanted. Wow. And it was granted to him. Now he did the wrong thing with it. But he stepped up and asked. The other stingy brother. Uh-oh. I'm not going to ask for nothing. But I'm going to be mad at him because he did. They got a house like that and car like that. And I don't have that. You have it not because you ask it not. Now let's fix something right off the bat. There are certain things that I don't have. I don't have a house like they got. I don't have a, but I don't want one right now. I don't want one right now. Luciano, I don't want one. 
That's what you wanted, ain't it? That's what y'all wanted. I don't want no house right now. If I wanted one, I bet I'd go get one, though. Because you know what? I'll start telling the Lord, man. God, I want a house. Is that what you told God? Yes or no? What were you living at when you started telling God about that house? Say that again. In a rent house is in my mother-in-law's house. In the living room. Just say that, say that part. In the living room. How many of y'all in the living room? Three. Three of them in the living room don't got no place to stay and start telling God, this is what I want. Yeah, come on, come on. He cried out in the living room. We don't want to be here. I, I went through the whole process with him. We down there, we believe in God, we're going to get the house. They approved us for the loan. Now we got to see what the interest rate going to be. They went from all that to writing scriptures on the, on the, on the slab. You have not because you ask not. And let me tell you something else that's wrong with stingy. Stingy says when you start using words like, I can't afford. Subconsciously what you're saying is, God won't afford. When you start saying, I can't afford, that means you saying, God won't afford. He won't afford. Now God ain't never told you he won't do it. Let me tell you something that God told me. God said, I'll bless you with whatever you want, but I will not help you be stingy. I'll bless you whatever you want, but I will not. I refuse to help you be stingy. Because stinginess is a condition of your faith by which we get everything from God. God said, I'm not going to help you be stingy. Now, what does stinginess look like? Stinginess look like you got neighbors living next door to you. You got houses in your neighborhood that look like yours. Okay, you can have two identical houses right next door to each other, and you can got people over there. Uh, nice house, nice cars, nice house, not nice cars. Stingy folks and givers, identical homes. These people care everything about their home. Falling apart, listen, this, that, that, I don't want to do this, I'm not going to have anybody in here, you can't ride in my car, this is all mine, this, that, that. if I lose it, I'm going to die, and this, stingy, because I don't have no faith. Other people over there, listen, God going to do something, because you don't worry about it. Yeah. We, we walked in here, uh, everybody was texting me, how's everything going, how you doing, this, this, and this, you, you know. How, how, how's it going? I said, oh, we, we great. I expected to come in here and see the, the normal drips from the, the leaks from the ceiling. And I knew it was going to be wet in the foyer. We mopped that up and, you know, take the buckets out, do something. It'll be all right. I came in here and she said, oh, you know, we got to mop this. It was all kind of water in the foyer. That's why we put that old rubber towel down there because it do that. <clears throat> and so then we came in here. I walked in by myself. I said, what did I tell you? I said, Yeah, right. She said, I got to get a mop for the front. I said, well, the mop ain't going to help in here. Because it was water. The, the carpet was wet from here all the way back to those back rooms. And there was splashable inch or two of water right here back. All right, now understand, I've been dealing with a toothache. Anybody ever had a toothache before? A toothache ain't just a toothache. It's medication. My, my throat is swollen, my ear is hurting, my brain hurts on this side. I'm dealing with a toothache the whole week. Going back and forth to the dentist, 
And so I come in here and I sat down and I said to myself, I said, I can't do nothing about this. And it was already stinking. I said, I can't do nothing about this. I sat in the chair and just as quick from, from thinking, being upset, got peace. God, you're going to have to do something. So my, my friend, one of my pastor friends, Marty Burroughs, I call him my white brother. He called me, he had, uh, called me on the phone and he said, listen, he said, take pictures of your stuff. Get on the Facebook and ask people if they have suggestions. I, he said, I said, cool. He said, somebody may come and help you. So I got on, I took the pictures. Sure enough, everybody and their mama had suggestions. And two families came and helped. The Valdez is over there. And my man, Dennis, who's the maintenance man over at Sleepy Hollow Apartments. We were already here trying to figure out how we were going to pull off the impossible. Really how the Valdez is going to pull off the impossible. Because I'm still dealing with my tooth situation. I can pray for you. <laughs> so we had two shop vacs. Cooper was watered in. The other Valdez was watered in. Everybody else, nobody could get out here. Nobody can travel. It's us. And so uh, Dennis came down here with some big machine and a hose and just I said we both Jerry and I both said what you want us to do? He said just get back. <laughs> so he started sucking up water, sucking up water, and then it came the time where Hector and, and uh, Jerry, you know, had to get down there up underneath this platform and suck up. What they suck about fifty gallons off from underneath there? He said two hundred. Two hundred gallons total of water out here. Fifty gallons from under here. They stayed under there for about an hour and a half. Sucking water out of there. But see, the only thing you know when you came here this morning is it's normal. Smell better than it did last week. But you have to trust God. You have to have that kind of attitude where you're going to trust God. You have, and that's, that's who I am. That not because I'm a great man of God, it's because of the habit of trusting God built up over many years. Yeah. That's the habit that you have to have. God will look after you, God will take care of you. Now, I got some people, the district been called, or sent me an email, some other church group been sent the email, and probably we're going to get them flows fixed in the back. They got messed up doing Harvey. Pastor, you going to lie to them like that? No. They want to fix something. Okay, fix that. When during storm time, people want to fix stuff. They just want to fix. They got church groups. It's an adventure for them. We want to bring the church people. We need to fix something and we can't find nobody else. Can we get yeah, up? We got these rooms. They got messed up the last time and the paint came down. We'll do that for you. Probably going to happen. So listen, all that time and the flack I got from not fixing the flows in the back and spending the money that we didn't have, somebody else probably going to come down here and fix that. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people going to come out of this thing better than they had. You have to make up your mind if you want to see God move in your life and God do things for you. Stinginess, understand that stinginess is blocking your faith from working. Because stinginess means, stinginess says that I, I, I can't believe that God's going to do it for me. Let's get some more scriptures in here. Yeah. <clears throat> can't be stingy. I got two great examples. On the subject of the prodigal son before we go further. The prodigal brother hated the other brother. 
But the other brother took advantage of what was already there. He asked and the other brother didn't. They both had the same opportunity. What are you saying in your garage or in your mother-in-law's living room? Are you just saying, God, can we get a room? Can somebody move out and we get one of the rooms? Are you saying, God, will you give us this house right here with these plans that look like this? Yeah, come on. Now, I'll give you a chance to talk in a minute, okay? Say that again. Before we bought the house, I made a list of everything I wanted. A good school, a walking area, a park, close to the freeway, two-story, four-bedroom. The list went on, and I got every single thing on that list. Amen. Amen. You want to add something to that? Not yet? No, I got testimony on the stingy, though. Okay. <laughs> so yesterday, you know, we got someone brought us three humidifiers take the water out. And the dude across the street, he didn't get it that bad, but he tried to drive stuff out. I said, man, I got three. They said, man, it's going to hurt you if you lose one. It's not outside. You just take one real quick, right? I gave him a bottle of shockwave. to here, you got that. You're closer to getting fixed than I am. So I went inside, and I was, I was telling the guy, I said, man, I'm going to take one of these humidifiers, take it over him. And they said, oh, no, you can't do that. I said, no, yeah, I'm going to do it real quick. Right when I was about to do it, my, my neighbor came over. He said, hey, we got some extra humidifiers. You want one? I said, nah, take it in. Because <laughs> you wasn't stingy. Yeah. Oh, got to read the scripture. Got to read the scripture. That's in my old notes. Uh, look up the scripture. There is he that withholds more than is meat or more than is right. Find that scripture. I think it's in Proverbs chapter 11. I may be wrong. That's in the notes that I lost. Look that scripture up. There is he that tends to withhold, withhold more than is right. But it leads to poverty. Find that scripture. I told you the church is going to be different. I lost my notes. We just rolled. You found it? Yeah. Uh, 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 that, 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 after service that, that day, uh, uh, I put in my heart like heavy to tell Pastor Emmanuel. He blessed me with a house down the street, literally six houses from the church. And I said, man, uh, the guy told me that he wanted to if I want God to take care of my house, I need to take care of his house. So we, as a family, made ourselves available to whatever pastor and pastor needs us for right down the street. So I was supposed to start working when we were in Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday, like a full-time job, praise the Lord. And, uh, and with the old buddy right called me, he had been looking for, seeking for a brother, and then, you know, all of a sudden I show up and I got, I got a job. So uh, I told Ronnie, who's the, the boss right now, he said, are you ready for it? Ready? It's time to go to work. I said, oh yeah, it's time to go to work. So now I walk out and I turn around, Ronnie, he said, yeah, I said, it's time to go to work. So then Thursday morning, I'm flooded for everybody's flooded in, no, nobody working, man. I don't even think about coming out here, JD, you're not going to make it, man. We're flooded in, you know, this is that. I said, all right. I said, he goes, don't forget, man, it's time to go to work. I said, it's time to go to work. As soon as I got a phone, he talked to him, whatever, Pastor Amanda calls Angela or texted her or something saying, hey, uh, Pastor, we got 200 church. And then just, uh, it just reminded me, it's time to go to work. He said, take care of his house, take care of my house. He will do it. 
He will do it, and you, you're just getting started. You're just getting started. You're just getting started. But this this is a good word for you too. Don't don't be thinking about what God can't do. Don't be thinking about what some maybe He didn't do for somebody else, because He'll do it for you. But you have to let it go. You have to let go of what's in your hand for God can put in your hand. The new thing. Anybody find the scripture? Yes. What does it say? Proverbs 11.24. Okay. I was in the right zip code. I just didn't have the address. 11.24? Yeah, it was already done. Okay. It says, there is he, there is that scattereth. Uh, give me the Amplified Classic version. Okay. Okay. Amplified Classic. Okay. Amplified Classic. Okay. AMPC. Here it is. 24. It says, there is, there are those who generously scatter abroad. And yet increase more. And there are those who withhold more than is fitting or what is justly due, but its results are only in want. Verse 25 goes on to say, the liberal soul will soon be enriched, and he who waters shall be watered himself. The people curse him who holds back grain when the public needs it, but a blessing from God and man is upon the head of him who sells it. So it's talking about being stingy. Let me hold this phone for a minute. There are those who generously scatter abroad and they wind up increasing more. You give it generously and they say you wind up increasing more. But there are those who withhold more than is fitting. You tell me if that's not the definition of stingy. Your tight self. There are those who withhold more than is fitting or what is justly due. God said bring the 10%. Bring me the tithe. Bring the offering. Give a sacrifice to Yes, sir. 28. He who leans on, yeah, that's, that's it. I had that in my notes. He who leans on, trust in, and is confident in his riches shall fall. Thank you, man. But the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like a green bow. So I said, you, you trust on, how are you going to trust on something that you can't control. Well, we got $500 in the bank. They want to take up an offering. That's our savings. We don't never know when something's going to go bad. You tell me that's not terrible faith talk. We don't never know. And if it do go wrong, we got 500 What if it's $1,000 worth of problems? Right, <laughs> Luciano. What if it's $1,000 worth of problems, Pastor Man? And you got 500 and you're leaning on it, clutching it. Since so we got the problem, such and such and such got a problem, they're doing bad, everybody giving $50 toward them. I can't give them 50, I can give them five because we only got 500 and something may go wrong. What if you get $1,500 worth of problems and you can hold on that 500? Man, listen, let me tell you something. Anytime something go wrong, I have to go talk to the Lord. So whatever he wants to do, if I got 500, I got 1,000, I got 2,000, how much of it do you want, Lord? I'm going to need to get all that right now. <sighs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pull one of them. <sighs> but you're going to get it. Right. I'm not going to just say, yes, I'm so excited. I have to clean out my bank account and don't know when God is going to send another check in the mail. That's how God do. You, you get God to leave with your money. And you don't know when he's coming back. But he tell you, I'll be back. Now you're sitting up late at night, waiting on God to come back. 
It's time to go to bed. Baby, God ain't came back with our money yet. <laughs> well, he said he's going to come back. Sometimes it takes four days for God to come back. And then it turned the lights off already. But it took four days for him to come back when Lazarus died. And he made the whole situation right when he got there, didn't he? He made it all right. Light, light a candle, listen. Light a candle until God come. But you gotta listen, listen. When you break this, the back of this, that, what does that mean? That means that, well, I can't go there yet. I can't go there yet. I gotta, I gotta read it. Ah, help me. I hope I'm doing alright, y'all. This is not plain. Okay, so again, I'll support, I'll support faith. So I'll give you whatever, I'll give you whatever, as long as you don't put your trust in it or make it a, your source instead of him. God says, I'll give you, I'll put money in your bank until you think your bank is going to save you. Then I'll let, then I'll let the devourer come in and show you who got, who, uh, I'm really Superman. He's a counterfeit. If you give to others, it will be given a full amount in return. It will be packed down, shaken together, spilling over into your lap. The way you treat others is the way you will be treated. That's uh, the uh, contemporary English version of uh, Luke 6.38. Here's the Amplified Classic Version. Give and gifts will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will they pour into the pouch formed by the bosom of your robe used as a bag. For with with the measure that you deal out, with the measure you use to confer benefits to others, it will be measured back to you. Yeah. Now, the woman in the Bible, who's, uh, there was a suicidal woman in the Bible. And God wanted to bless her, but he had to break the fear off of her. Remember the woman that uh, Elisha came in contact with? And he said, uh, he said, hey, God said, I got a, listen, God said, I got a widow woman that's going to sustain you over here in Zarephath. He gets over there to the place, and the woman, God said, this the woman? And like say, she broke, God. She can't even take care of herself. The, the chick's suicidal. I just asked her for some bread. I couldn't even get a spoonful of bread out of one piece of bread. And she telling me she, she about to kill herself and the kids, and everybody else go over in the corner and die. And so the man of God, because of her willingness to give, God, what, what was it? Was it the giving? No. I gotta break off the stingy. Man. I gotta break off the fear. I gotta break off the idolatry. You mean that, Pastor, you mean to say that she was idolizing some meal? And some oil? Yeah, the same way you idolize your last five dollars. I ain't got but five dollars, God. That's all I got in the world. That's the same thing she was doing. This is all I got. And God, I believe that insulted God. You one of my children? And you're going to tell me how you got his five dollars? That is so God. You're one of my kids. But you have not learned to live out of his pockets. It's all about what you got. So she's leaning on five dollars, Ryan. Trusting in five dollars. But God said, I'm going to fix you today. But before I can fix you, I can work my miracle on you. I need to break the back of fear in your life. How did, he, how did God choose to break the back of fear? I need you to give. I need you to learn how to give. I need you to understand that I'm not going to let you run out. So then, 
your faith tube will be unclogged and I can send through the faith pipe anything you can trust me for. Yeah, I can fit a car through the faith pipe. Come on now. I can fit a whole house through the faith pipe. Yeah. Whatever you may need. Yeah, we, we do. We send payments on light bills through the faith pipe all the time. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can send a new job down through the faith pipe. But right now I can't do it because you got it clogged up over $5. You got the faith pipe clogged up over five dollars. Stinginess is a condition of the heart. It is a fear that you're not going to have when you need it. And God never told you that you to meet your needs. He said, I'll meet all your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Why? How does this affect the church? How does this affect the kingdom of God? We say, well, 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 oh, duh, naturally, if everybody can give, then the church will have money. That's not it. That's not even it. We're working off of spiritual principles, not off of earthly principles. Yes. Now, a byproduct of it is the money, but the Bible says where there is unity, God commands the blessing. Yes, sir. Did you hear what I just said? Where there is unity, he don't suggest it, he commands it. Right. I command the blessing. So when you have the whole church on board, everybody's broke the back off of fear. That means we can give to each other when people need it. We can help each other out. We can help the community out. And we can do things that God wants us to do through the church. When you got a a few church people in the church that ain't ain't scared to do what God asked them to do. I'm going to keep breaking out my Santa Claus trophy. This reason why we able to stand in this church right now because you had a few people in here and they all paid their tithe. Just sitting waiting on God to send somebody. Probably didn't think it was going to be me. But I showed up. But they held it down because the people paid their tithe. This whole, all this property, all of this right here. Because a few people was faithful. They had unity. God commanded the blessing. Yeah. Everybody on the same page. I'm gonna give you, give you. Not, you know, we're just gonna let you, uh, you know, brother Cooper. He pay his tithe. He pay his tithe faithful. We're just gonna let them keep doing it. Let Coopers can give the money. They can just give that money. But I'm, I got five dollars. I'm gonna give you fifty cent off of this because after all, something might happen. You never know. You never know, and I may need this five dollars. Listen, how many times you down to your last five dollars and something did happen? Let me see the show of hands. Got down to your last money and something did happen. That happened all the time. You just basically, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> when you get down to your last money, something happens. And so if you, if you know God's involved, you just go ahead and release the money. Go ahead and fix that car. Stop putting duct tape on that front wheel. Go on and get that tire. Matter of fact, stop buying used tires. Yeah, get that tooth pulled. Listen. 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 Go on and get the tooth pulled. Somebody step up and take care of it for you. Amen. I just, it's got to do it. But see, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't worry about it. I don't, I don't, I don't have a, a staff of people over there working or whatever. I don't, I'm not sitting up there thinking about, well, if I, if I don't bring you in and I don't bring you in, and I don't bring you in, I can get more money. Well, I have to get some money first before I can get more. 
I'm not worried about that. I, what I say is I got what I need. We need to grow stuff. I make sacrifices because we need to grow. Because I don't care about money like that. I don't, I don't care about it like that. But I can have whatever I want because I just ask God. If I want a house, I just tell God when we want it, I'll tell God. Let me, matter of fact, I won't need to tell God nothing. God will tell me, let's go ahead and get the house. He's always done that with us. Let's make this move. Let's do it. He done it before. I want to go ahead and do that for you now. Yeah. That's the way I believe. That God got, listen, God got me and whatever I want from God, I can have it. I told you I went two times, two times to get vehicles and don't have the finances to back it up. They never asked me for no proof of income. Just sign right here, Mr. Levi. The second time I didn't have no down payment. Because I don't think about it. Now, now, now this is because I'm not stingy. I don't want what you, you want. I don't want what 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 everybody wants. I just want what I want. I don't want what everybody else wants. Stinginess means that you're always comparing yourself to somebody else. Well, God, why did you do this for them and you won't do it for me? That's them. Get your own hopes and dreams. Stop stealing everybody else's hopes and dreams. And get your own hopes and dreams. Let's go a little bit further, then we'll stop. I got to, I got to, oh, I got to hit you with this one. I got to, I got to hit you with this one. Ooh, I got to hit you with this one. I'm sorry, y'all, in advance. <laughs> Just take it like medicine. Yeah, yeah, sugar afterwards. So the woman who broke, the woman, God sent Elijah to the widow woman. She was suicidal. She was broke. And her offering broke the back of that fear in her life that opened up the door of blessing to God. Mary Magdalene's offering made her famous. Anybody notice the story of Mary Magdalene? The Bible says that uh, Jesus was there talking with some people. And it says this woman came up and she broke this expensive perfume. And poured it on him. And she washed his feet with her hair. Mary Magdalene's offering, these, and these are just my raw notes, not ready to be preached. I'm just reading it to you today. Mary Magdalene's offering made her famous. Jesus said, everywhere the gospel was preached, I want you to tell the story of this prostitute and her offering that set her free. He said, everywhere the gospel is preached, I want you to tell the story of this woman and her sacrifice, this woman and her offering. I reworded it, and let's cut to the chase. I want you to tell the story of this prostitute and her offering that set her free. When she broke that alabaster box, something broke in her. When she broke the alabaster box of expensive perfume, when she made that sacrifice, that was her saying, like the widow woman, Jesus, I'll give it all. She broke that alabaster box, something broke inside of her. You got people in here this morning that had that are stuck and you won't break the box for Jesus. Because you're stuck and you're afraid. That was her saying, I don't care what's on the other side. I just want Jesus. Something broke in her. There are some watching or some listening to me now 
that are being prostituted by the devil. And God wants to set you free, but you won't break the box of fear where your giving is concerned. The same way she was prostituted, there are some that the devil is prostituting now. But you won't break your box of fear. You won't, you won't let go and say, you know what? God, I give it all. Whatever you ask, I give it. And if God's saying, if we can't get past the fear, I can't send down a blessing. It's not about the money, it's about your fear. Everything we get from God is by faith. You got some of my glasses in here somewhere? Ah, Russell, you got some glasses in your pocket? Nah, I can work. Oh, you got to? Bring one up here. Alright. The running joke, we share these reading glasses all over. Remember what we learned the other day about the faith basics. Ooh, Lord, your prescription a little stronger. Oh, there we go. The faith basics. Your giving or your refusal to give is a sign of where your faith is. When you won't give, you're basically saying, I don't believe that God's going to replace or God's going to add more to what I've given away. It's a condition of faith. Hebrews 11.1 1, Hebrews 11.6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without trust. And when you're saying that I won't give this because I feel like I won't have, you're not trusting God. Now, we're not talking about stupidity. We're talking about selfishness. Now, you know you need a roof over your head. Don't go around giving your house away and talk about it. Well, God's just going to give me another one. <laughs> Unless you get to that place where he tell you to do something. But you ain't there yet. Trust me. If I knew it, I, I'd tell you, you're not there. You're going to be rained on. <laughs> you're going to be rained on. We're not talking about taking it to that level. Everybody hear what I said? Sure. Yes, sir. I need a unanimous amen. Amen. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen, says Hebrews chapter 11, 1. Ephesians 2, 8 says that, For by grace ye have been saved through faith, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Hebrews, we already read Hebrews eleven six. Romans 1, 17 says that we are to live by faith, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. It is written that the just shall live by faith. Galatians 5, 6 says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Romans 12, 3 says, Every every person is given the measure of faith. For I say, though the grace of God be given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, that means that you count on your money, that you provide your own living, that you're the one that's making it all happen. But to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Hebrews 11.3 says that the worlds were framed through faith. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed 
by the word of God so that things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. Ephesians 6, 16 says, faith is our shield. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Matthew 17, 20 says, a mustard seed worth of faith shall move a mountain. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Mark 5, 34 says that we heal by faith. And he said unto her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace of thy plague. Acts 26, 18 says that we sanctified by faith to open their eyes and to turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Philippians 3, 9 says that we're made righteous by faith and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is of, through faith of Christ, the righteousness of God by faith. 1 John 5, 4, victorious, we're victorious by faith. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. John 8, 31 and 32 says that we're made free by faith. Then Jesus said unto those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, and you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Mark 9, 23 says that faith makes all things possible. Jesus said unto him, if you can, if, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Everything that we get, all business that we do with God is by our faith. It's about our faith. And when you purpose in your heart that you can't give, you can't be generous with whatever that is, that means of yourself, of your finances, of your time, your talent, all your treasure, Man, that's you 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 block that's just a faith blockage. I can't because I don't believe God's gonna give me more. The the thing that I was gonna say about Ryan and them and, 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 and I'll tell the story now because it's it's changed. They did all that believe in God to get this house. Trust God to get the house. Then Ryan came to me and said, Pastor, he said, Man, I don't know. The the paying this new house note is gonna be tight. So I said, son, you believe God for a new house that you, you don't know if you can pay for. He said, well, yeah. I said, well, you got to get another job then. And we all know the story of the new job. So then what happened? Not only does God give him a new job, but he gives her a raise. This is all because they believe for it. And some of us, again, are upset saying, why don't I have, why don't I have, why don't I have? And you can't, you just, you can't just turn the switch on automatically and say, I'm going to start believing God for Bentleys and all of this kind of stuff. Number one, you start with that, you got to ask yourself why you need that. Who do you need to show? Is it your dreams or somebody else's? What do you want? Not that you're stingy. Again, if you're the type of person always going around asking God for stuff, I mean, you got six more houses in your faith pipe? No. They ask him for one. I mean, and then when you get to a certain place, you know, you ask two, three, four, five. God, remember, God will give you whatever, as long as you don't idolize it. 
But 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 if you got three four houses and somebody you come across somebody and God speak to your heart and say, man, this these people here, some of my people, they've been crying out for a home and I want to bless them. I want you to give them house number three. Will you give them house number three? Well, see, I don't know. I need to get something for house number three because it's bad stewardship. Just to start giving stuff away. That's not being a good steward of God's things. I need I have to get something for it. But see, when you was trusting God to get you the houses, you weren't talking about no stewardship. You just wanted to be blessed. See, now it's about stewardship. Now, some people, you, you don't have to have God to get a massive fortune. But if you want God to give you the fortune that you don't know how to get, you need God to do that. Amen. And it have to happen his way. Now, if you know how to go get the fortune, go get it. Go, go get it. But if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know how to be blessed and you don't, you, you clueless because you ain't had no coach. You haven't developed in that area. Then you have to do it God's way. And that means if God gave it to you, that means he lets you steward the thing, right? You're right about that. You are a steward. That means it ain't yours. And if house number three, he tell you to give it to somebody, you need to give them house number three. My, my vehicles, I like them. We, I, we don't need either car we got. I don't need them. I, I walk to the restaurant. I call somebody to come pick me up and tell them to take me to Walmart. I don't, I don't live far from nothing. We like them. But I mean, if they have to go, then they have to go. Now get on my bicycle. Everything I ever have, God gave us. Every, there's nothing we have that God ain't gave to us. And it just takes a while to start realizing there's a pattern here. I don't know nothing. Ain't got nothing. And I went from not knowing nothing, ain't having nothing. I was straight ebonics. Not knowing nothing, ain't having nothing. So now I have some things. And I know some things. But I know I didn't have nothing. Didn't know nothing when I started this thing. And the only person who kept showing up and giving me stuff. And teaching me stuff was God. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to finish with this. You have to break the back of the fear of releasing what you have before God can flow continuously through your life because it's a faith issue. It's not a money issue. It's a faith issue. And then there, there is stewardship. Again, God, God's not, there's rare cases where God's going to ask you just to break yourself. That might be once in a lifetime. But when we sit up here and we talk about, hey, we need to, uh, you know, help them, uh, and, uh, and, and maybe help Miss Twyla if she needs it, help Miss Twyla and them do some work at their house. You know, and everybody start telling about 50 bucks here, 100 bucks here. Don't start telling me about how you can't do it. Cause you don't know if you're going, you're going to be able to do this. That $50 ain't going to do nothing for you anyway. You can't even go to McDonald's. I went to McDonald's the other day, took the grandkids over there. We spent $38. $38 at McDonald's. Do you know how hard it is, used to be how hard it is to spend $38 at McDonald's? Lucy? Like McDonald's done went up. So but basically what you're saying is, it's going to help them fix their house. You can't give up a trip to McDonald's. 
Well, we don't go to McDonald's. We don't never go out to eat because we, we can't afford it. So you need to erase that from your vocabulary. You don't never, you and you, listen, if you anybody in this room ever say, Pastor, I heard you say that the other day, you was a lie. <laughs> and you ain't gonna never hear me say that. Even if I don't have the money in my pocket. Cause I don't pay for my own stuff anyway. When I go out to eat, I don't pay for it. Even if it come off of my card. God pay for it. I don't care where the money come from. I don't care. But you have to get free. You have to get free. And I'm telling you, now we read the scripture, and we'll finish up what we started last week. This is a special insert to the series. But we read the scripture that says where a man's heart is, his treasure will be also. Until you can get out of the way and, and, and let God, because if God, God says, listen, why am I going to trust you with my stuff if you're not going to pass it on to who I tell you to pass it on to? I'm not going to trust you with my stuff if you're not going to give it away. If, you, if everything I put in your hand, you're going to act like a two-year-old to my mind. <laughs> mine, 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 mine. I'm not going to give you nothing. Yeah. Unless you're that two-year-old that shares. Amen. And say, hey, you can have one. Yeah. Remember what we read, Proverbs 11, 24? There is he that Scattereth and tends to increase. But then there is Mr. Stingy who don't give up nothing and always broke. Got to break the back of Stingy because Stingy is the cousin to fear. And you can't get nothing from God being scared. Amen. Let's stand up. Let's pray. Matter of fact, I don't even need to say nothing about much more about the offering. Go ahead and prepare your offering while you're standing or stand back up. Let's take the offering. We're going to pray over the offering. We're going to get the, uh, get the, uh, announcements and then we're out of here. Did you get something out of what we shared this morning? Stinginess is a, a result. Stinginess is the fruit of fear, man. You won't give because you're afraid God ain't going to replace. God will replace. 